found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you here on a Monday in the capital city. A great show lined up for you today. Coming up at 415, Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert, will be our guest. Uh, He'll be coming to us from the Big 12 meetings that are presently taking place. 435, you will hear Matt Campbell, Iowa State head football coach's press conference. Once again, that's at 435. Wolfgang joins the show then at 5, and Trent survived the West Coast. How are you, pal, and did you enjoy the great San Francisco hospitality? Well, it it was a great trip, Jimmy B. Really enjoyed my time out there. But, well, i got to start off with a bone to pick with you, as you told me as I departed on... uh, uh, Wednesday after the show, I had to go to Zach's. Yes. Zach's was the yes. place to be. Jimmy B, it's closed. It's no longer operating. Zach's, the hot spot you no. were telling me about, is there no more. Oh, no. That's horrible. Well, I guess it was a few years ago since I've been there. <laughs> that's kind of what I figured. That's, that's kind yeah. of what I figured, Jimmy B. Oh, you sure you sure just didn't have another name? I'm positive. It was shut down. It huh? was shut wow. down. I, I looked it up, was ready to go there, yeah. going to have a nice steak instead. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't able to do it. And, well, again, that's what happens when you take advice from Jim Brinson. It turns up. <laughs> it's closed. It's closed. In, in the bad side of things. But oh, I'm the, sorry. Oh, that's all right, Jimmy B. Regardless of that, had a great time out there. What a beautiful city that it is. And, yes. I mean, it feels very international. Just uh, it, it feels like you're in a different country chilly windy you know all those things that you hear about and if i didn't bring a jacket i would have been in some trouble there but no wonderful town really enjoyed our trip out there got to see and do a lot of different things got to see the ball field took a went through and took a tour on friday then watched a little bit of the game on friday evening so great time in the world of sports jimmy b so you know i i've uh taken after you a little bit as it pertains to my cheapness you know i i don't like to open up the wallet very much because, frankly, we work in radio and we don't have a whole lot <laughs> yeah. in our wallets a lot of those times. But so uh, yes. I, I found some tickets a couple weeks before we left on StubHub for like 15 bucks. You could get into the park for the game Friday. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, OK, that, that's yeah. fine. Didn't grab them right then. I'll just wait and maybe even find some better tickets closer to the time we get to game time. Well, the tickets did not decrease in price. In fact, they went up. And I couldn't find anything to get in cheaper than 50 bucks. I don't want to spend oh, yeah. that. I already took yeah. the tour. Yeah. Uh, my wife's not a huge baseball fan. Uh, let's wait. So we walked around, talked to a couple scalpers before the game. They certainly were not uh, having anything too cheap to get in. Uh, we'll walk around a little bit, try a little bit later. Kept looking on StubHub on my phone. Nothing was going down in price. And as we're doing it, right back there in right field behind McCovey Cove. Now, if uh-huh. you're watching a game and you see in right field... There's that area, that fenced-off area, and you see people standing down there? Yes, uh uh-huh, yep. Well, I always assumed that was, you know, just part of, you know, maybe not, it's not a sweep by any means, but, you know, something special. You can get a group of people together, and and you get one of those spots. That's what I assumed. And as we're walking by for a second time back there, we're watching the kayakers, and there are people in yachts, and I got a story for you about that one too, Jimmy B. As, As we're standing there, though, we just see people walking in. They, there's a little security gate they have to walk through, but they didn't have uh-huh. tickets. Like that's odd. Finally, we went up to the guy. There wasn't anybody in line or anything, and I, I said, 
uh, do you need tickets for this area? No, no, just come on in. So you walk through security, you take out you know, your keys, your wallet, and you go right, through yeah, security. Yeah, and then uh-huh. you're standing right there, right next to right field. Stephen Biscotti was 10 feet in front of me from that spot. We didn't have to pay a cent to stand back there. So if you're cheap <laughs> like me and Jimmy B, you want to watch the ball game, you don't have to pay. You just get in there. You got to stand. But still, you can come and go as you please. You can come back, and as long as it's not full, you're good to go. So a little uh, something-something for the people out there. There you looking, go. You can find that. It, it was uh, really cool, though. Beautiful ballpark, Jimmy B, and a great area. Fun trip, and, and here we go, Jimmy B. We got Big 12 Media Days today and tomorrow. Yeah. We uh, got Big Ten happening next week. State baseball begins over the weekend and goes through next week. I got sub-state baseball here tonight and Wednesday night. So vacation is over. We are off and running here uh, to the back half of what's usually the quiet time here for us locally. Well, of course, uh, there's nothing going on tonight for the next couple of days. You have the home run derby tonight, the all-star game tomorrow. Nothing then on Wednesday. Yes, please. And then... Huh? The ESPYs. You get the ESPYs on that's Wednesday. What I, that's what I said. Nothing on Wednesday. And it's just an award show. It's not a game. It's not competition. It's an award show. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just talking about participation on the field uh-huh. or on the court, that sort of thing. Yeah. So from that aspect, and then things don't get going again uh, until Thursday. Uh, There was a little free agency uh, flurry today in the National Football League. I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but uh, if you're a Steeler fan, and we all know there are lots of them that live in the Des Moines area, uh, no Le'Veon Bell apparently after this coming season. He did not reach a deal, and his agents already said, see you, wouldn't want to be you. Not a surprise. That has been a very contentious relationship it throughout has. the last couple of years. Uh, plenty of sit-outs, and, and that's not a surprise by any means. Speaking of uh, NFL, I was a little bit surprised to see that the Bears still have not reached an agreement with their first-round yeah. draft pick. What's up with that? Uh, it's very odd because this isn't the old days, Jimmy B, where you know guys would be able to just kind of sit through and – Right, you would have the back and forth that would happen. A lot of guaranteed money on the front end of these rookie contracts. That's not the case anymore. Rokon Smith and Joey Bosa went through a similar instance a couple years back with the Chargers. He still hasn't signed. It's it's very slotted, but there are some other things that kind of falls into place here. But very interesting. You don't see this much anymore. It has happened, as I mentioned, with Joey Bosa, but not often. Wonder what's going on with Roquan Smith. That's that's interesting to me. I do remember the Bosa stuff uh, with the uh, Chargers in San Diego, and then of course they subsequently moved to Los Angeles. But I do remember the Bosa stuff. Uh, he did get into camp, uh, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, but there were like a couple of issues. It wasn't the money. It was something else that is involved. And my guess is whatever that something else is. Uh, might be what the Chicago Bears are presently working on as well. Because the money's already there, right, Trent? I mean, it is what it is. When you're, when you're that particular pick in the draft, the money is already slotted. So it's other things, apparently, that you negotiate. It's the other details. And uh, the agency that represents Roquan Smith, the yeah. same CA agents that represented 
Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa? <laughs> yes. So Brian Ayralt and Todd France are, well, looking for a few of the particulars. Not sure exactly what it pertains. I read an article today with uh, Brad Biggs at the Chicago Tribune. Nothing concrete what they're looking for, but something to look at there. Uh, Joey Bosa, by the way, sat out the first three games of exhibition play, along with obviously yep. training camp before that, before they finally came to an agreement. Very uncommon, but uh, boy, it certainly feels like my Chicago Bears right there. Uh, that's amazing that that is really uh, taking place. It is in, in this day and age. I don't know. Maybe the agents are like holding them up so the agents get a suite every time he plays. I don't. Maybe they're trying to look after their own best interest in this negotiation deal. Uh, look, I'm sure it'll get done before the season begins, but I know you being a Bears fan, and you're hoping that they are at least close to 500 this year, that they'll be competitive. And, I mean, second year for Mitchell Trubisky. Is it Mitch or is it still Mitchell? Did he flip-flop back and forth, or do you know Trent? I think it's he's still, still Mitchell, right? I think Mitchell is what he likes. Yeah, that's what his mom calls him, okay. so that's what he asked people to call him last year. I haven't seen a change with okay. that, but uh, we'll, we'll go with Mitchell. I'll just, well, I got a lot of names for him, unless he improves a lot here <laughs> this year. I bet you do. I can't wait to hear him on the show. <laughs> well, they're, they're probably probably not things that the FCC would like me to say over the years. So we'll stay away from many of those. But as mentioned, Big 12 Media Days were here today. Matt Campbell in front of the assembled media. Opportunity to hear that conversation here a little bit later on this hour. But coming up next, we'll talk to one of the guys that had boots on the ground down in Frisco, Texas, Alex Halstead with 24-7 Sports at CycloneAlert.com. He was down there. We will talk with him a little bit live from Frisco, Texas, and we'll do it next year as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Jimmy B and TC, we are presented in part by Wolf Construction Roofing. Got a small leak, or if it's time for a complete re-roof, Wolf Construction can do that for you. Most jobs completed in just one day. Don't have to worry about a bunch of people being out there, being on your yard, trampling everything down. Most jobs done in one single day. Wolf Construction Roofing, sponsor here of all our coverage on 1700. We're talking Big 12 football next with Alex Allstead. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. The TNT football camp is back in Central Iowa. Join myself, Tavian Banks. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage. Inside the 20, forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. Along with Tim Dwight. Superman wears number six, and he plays for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Touchdown! July 27th and 28th at Valley High School for the TNT football camp. Players ages 7 through 14 will experience football fundamentals taught by the best high school coaches in the Midwest. Find more information at tntcamps.com. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. 
I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian roofer roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Deck season rolls around every year. Staining your deck shouldn't. That's why the Home Depot now carries number one rated Olympic stains, including Olympic Maximum from only $33.98 a gallon. It's a brand trusted for over 80 years to protect season after season. So do it right with Olympic. And next year, you won't have to do it at all. Olympic Stain, for the first time at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Number one rating from an independent consumer study, U.S. only, see store for details. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference, who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar, every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27th and help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit komengreateriowa.org slash dmrace to get registered today. Hey guys, Trent Cotton back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things have energy all day long no more lulls during the afternoon great program great people at new leaf wellness center check them out today at 3930 west town parkway in west des moines and all summer long giving away iCubs tickets find out how new leaf wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358 that's 650-1358 for new leaf wellness centers let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with new leaf wellness Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net
Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back, everybody. We roll all the way till 6 right here on the Big Talker 1700, Jim and Trent. Always good when we have a conversation with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. Uh, he is on the road in Texas right now for the Big 12 Conference, and it is media day down there. Alex, uh, as always, welcome to the show. Uh, begin just informing our listeners, just uh, an overall comment about uh, what you have seen so far. Yeah, it's always interesting down here, and uh, it's out it's kind of a mini Jerry World. So uh, they have this little Ford Center that they call it that they built. I think they started, you know, with Big 12 Media Days here last year. It's, it's a mini football field. I mean, there's big stands, and it could probably hold several thousand fans for some of these high school games. So an interesting setup, and, and Various, various Big 12 coaches today, you know, Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley, obviously Matt Campbell, Gary Patterson, um, and then Cliff Kingsbury and David Beatty. Um, so those five schools were here today, and uh, the other five will go tomorrow. But we talked to Campbell for the first time in a while, got our first depth start since the bowl game. So a little bit of news and a, and a lot of it just kind of forward-looking with about two weeks to go until fall camp. Well, uh, a couple of the news items to get into here with you, Alex. And I want to start at the wide receiver position and uh, over at the Z position as it's left. Matt Eaton was a guy that many people anticipated would be the starter. He is listed as a starter, but there's that little slasher or on there along with Landon Akers. Tell us a little bit about Akers, Eaton, big guy, six foot four, but the different dimension that maybe Akers can bring there to that position. Yeah, I think the the first thing you mentioned is that it is a little bit of a surprise last year. I mean, they threw to him a little bit less than, you know, some of those top guys, but he's expected to be that top guy or one of those top two or three guys this year. And I think it says more about Landon Akers. And Matt Campbell said the same thing. When you look at Landon Akers, first of all, it's a kid that went a little bit under the radar recruiting, uh, was uh, in a Paul Roach class back in 2015, but was a gray shirt um, from Cedar Rapids. And so the thing with him is he's probably one of the – Probably the maybe second fastest guy, say it might be Kanae Nwangwu and then Landon Akers is the fastest two guys on this team. And then the, the second thing about him is his vertical that goes with it. You know, from what I've heard, he's one of the, you know, one of the top vertical leaps on the team. So you combine those two things, and Campbell said today that he's just one of the hardest workers, and he has shown them through practice that he can provide a, an interesting and one of the, a dynamic vertical threat down the field. So I think that's the thing more so than anything else with Landon Akers showing up on that depth start as an either-or is it's more a testament to what he did. Do I think he'll start over again? Probably not. But I think him showing up there on this first depth start kind of tells us, hey, this guy could be in the picture, even if it's at one one of two different receiver spots come fall. Having a great conversation with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. He is in Frisco, Texas right now. It's the Big 12 Media Days. We're talking Iowa State. Did you gleam out of what uh, everybody was talking about for the Cyclones that their offense is going to be as potent or as good as their offensive line? Is that still the major question for the offense for the Cyclones? Yeah, that's actually what Campbell, Matt Campbell told me. He, he alluded to it before, but he basically said that again today, that they, they can be as good as their offensive line is. You know, they, they've got the tools in the backfield. When you look at a, a six-year starter in Kyle Kemp, who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and by the way, is from 210 pounds to 225. He looks bigger, and they think he's not only going to be able to take more hits, but he says his arm strength 
is better. You've got, you know, arguably the, the top leading uh, rusher and David Montgomery coming back. You've got weapons that we just talked about there with Akeem Butler and Matt Eaton and DeSante Jones and other guys emerging behind them. You look at all these weapons that they have, and we think they're going to use tight ends more. What does that offensive line do? There's still some questions there. You know, the right side looks pretty solidified. At right tackle, you've got Bryce Meeker, the Cedar Rapids native. And at uh, right guard, you've got Josh Kniffel. And those two guys, there's no either or next to the name. They're solid. Then you look at the left side in the middle. At center, it's Julian Good-Jones or Colin Newell. And I think that's a situation where if Julian Good-Jones wins that job, obviously he's the center. If he doesn't win the job, he might go out to guard. So I don't think it's anything about Good-Jones as much as it is they want to figure out what's the best five right now. And um, there's a big battle at, at left guard with, between Josh Mueller, Oge Udegu, Will Windham, uh, Julian Good-Jones could go there. And so there's still some questions there. and They're just trying to find out the best five. But Matt Campbell said this is the best he's felt about the depth of the offensive line. He said it's the first time he feels that they have a true deep on the offensive line. It's just we don't know who's going to fill all those voids right now, or I shouldn't say voids, but who's going to fill all those spots. And so that is the big question, and Matt Campbell says that offensive line has to be good, and that's what's going to decide how good that offense can be. Speaking of the offensive line, the only true freshman that was listed in the two deeps is Trevor Downing. And I know uh, a guy that Iowa State fans have been very excited about since he made his commitment to Iowa kid from down in Creston. Must be impressive early on to already be on that two deep. Yeah, I mean, this is a kid that was in high school in, this, in early December, graduating high school, and was supposed, to be in, was supposed to just graduate high school about a month or two ago, and he's on the 2D battling for the backup right guard spot. And like you said, it just impressive. I mean, when you look at him, he's already 300 pounds. So that's the big thing is just he comes in physically ready. He's now spent, you know, an extra four or five months more than any other freshman in a winter weight program, went through spring ball, so he knows the offense. Now, Matt Campbell has never in his, whatever, six years, I think, including Toledo, played a true freshman on the offensive line. But one thing that could tempt them this year is that new redshirt rule where they could they could play around with playing Downing. They don't have to justify it by him getting injured to get that redshirt back. They could play him four games, whether that's early or late, and he can still redshirt. So that's what I think could start to change things. Change things. While Campbell has never played a true freshman on the offensive line, he does have that option now with someone like Downing if he's truly in that too deep. And he's obviously a true freshman, but you look at some of these redshirt freshmen, Robert Hudson's a backup left tackle. He's a redshirt freshman. Um, and then – you know, or Alex Kleino from Iowa City is their backup right um, tackle, and he's a redshirt freshman. So it's, it's a pretty young line. In fact, when you look at the line as a whole, they only have two seniors, and it's Will Windham, who was their backup center last year, and Oge Udegu, who hasn't really played yet. So most of those guys are junior, sophomores, freshmen that are going to play the biggest roles on that line this year, which bodes well for the future, even though fans are focused on this 2018 season. Um, look, everybody knows that this team is going to revolve around the running back, David Montgomery. Um, give us your thoughts on Montgomery. You've seen him. You've been around him. Is he also bigger, and is he looking now to just have a monster season running the football? Yeah, he, he looks a little bit bigger, but I think a lot of him is just making sure that he keeps, takes care of his body and can hold up. When you look at last season, he ran the ball 258 times. Campbell didn't say it. I kind of asked him. He didn't really say that this was the case, but it feels like they would probably like to see that number go down a little bit you know, and be able to spread up some of those carries around just to keep him fresh through 12, and they hope, 13 games. When you look at the backup running back spot, they've got four guys listed as for the backup. They don't, they, it's or, or, or. You know, they, they don't know who's going to be his backup. They do like all the guys, but it's a huge wide-open battle for t- to take some of those um, carries from Montgomery. I asked Montgomery, he said he, he said he physically he held up fine last year. We know he got banged up 
in the, against Baylor, and then it, it kind of hindered him against Kansas State. He said the big thing for him is is figuring it out mentally, and he spent a little time talking. He's been spending time fishing alone in Ames this offseason. That's kind of his. He told me it's not his escape, but that's what he kind of does when he's not doing football. And so he's he's really interesting to talk to, just in that sense. And I actually talked to um, a couple of the top linebackers in the league. Uh, today got around to Joe Deneen, um Jr., who's one of the top linebackers returning from Kansas. He told me that he, that it's just he's got a low center of gravity. It's really hard to tackle him. He said he thinks he's an NFL running back, and he reminds him of Maurice Jones-Drew. So it was interesting to talk to wow. some of those other linebackers in the Big 12 on the other side because we hear so much from Iowa State about what they see in practice, but to hear from guys who have to tackle him I think was interesting as well. Alex Helstead joining us right now, 24-7 Sports from Frisco, Texas. Alex, they mentioned David Montgomery behind him on the uh, depth chart. Kenny Nwongo or Sheldon Crony or Mike Warren or Johnny Lang. <laughs> of that group, who would be your bet to get the second most carries behind Montgomery this year? Well, that, that's a really good question, and I'd probably go with, Right now, probably Kanae Nwangu or maybe a Sheldon Crony. I think Crony proved himself a little bit last year. You know, when, when Montgomery got hurt against Baylor, Crony came in and ran pretty well, and then he played most of that Kansas State game. And so I think just by virtue of that, he's really emerged. Campbell said he's impressed him, um, you know, continuing through the spring and into the summer. And Kanae is a guy that is so electric, and we just didn't get to see him last year because he was out all year, but we know what he can do on the kick return game. And I asked Campbell about that. I said, you got four running backs back there because Kyle Kemp said that this is of, the, of the, all the teams he's been on now, this is going into his sixth year. He said he's never seen a, a running back backfield that where you can have five guys that could probably step on the field and legitimately play. You know, one of the guys that could be down that list that you mentioned, and that's not in any specific order, is a thousand yard rusher in, in Mike Warren. So, um, you know, Campbell told me that the thing about he likes about Lang is he can split out wide or he can catch up the backfield. He said Crony's kind of similar to Montgomery where he's all around and can run. And he said, you know, Warren's a really good runner. So they see different things in those, and that's what I think is going to be most interesting is do they do two back sets? Do they split out Johnny Lane and Canadian Longo as slot receivers? And I think that's what's going to be most interesting about this offense is how do they utilize some of those pieces if all of them can truly play like they talk about. Uh, quickly now on the defensive side of the ball, I think a lot of Cyclone fans know the name Ray Lima, and, and they expect really big things out of him this coming season. But the rest of that defensive line and the linebackers, uh, what did uh, Campbell uh, kind of give you when you were having conversations with the coach about that? Well, the most interesting, interesting thing from the defensive line is with that depth chart, they listed 10 guys. And I don't know if I've ever seen in, in my years coming Iowa State more than a starter and backup listed at each of those tackle spots. And they listed three at each. So that's just partially they feel like they have depth there and there's a lot of competition there. Um, you know, you got Camilo Tagamoa bat- battling for a backup spot. So, so that would be interesting to see what happens there. But um, you know, Campbell said he really likes the depth of that defensive line. And then a linebacker, um, he said he feels good probably about five, with about five guys and he's still kind of seeing who takes that sixth spot. But the interesting thing there is middle linebacker is you know, Ryan Vance, a redshirt freshman who really flashed in the spring. And, mm-hmm. and now, as of now, it's not an either-or. He, he looks like the starter at middle linebacker. Good stuff, Alex. A lot of coverage over at 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. Thanks for giving us some time today. Now go get that phone charged up, all right? Yeah, I, I got it plugged in right now, so I'll try to get <laughs> a little bit more charged. Thanks guys, for having me. You bet that's okay. Alex Halstead from Frisco. Big 12 football media days. And speaking of that, Jimmy B, coming up next. We'll hear from the head man, Matt Campbell. His press conference from earlier today. We'll bring you the audio of that one coming up on the other side. Here with you until 6 o'clock tonight, Jimmy B at TC 
1700 KBGG. All right, back with you. Continuing on until 6 o'clock tonight, we got high school baseball coming your way. Substate semifinals with Ankeny Centennial and West Des Moines Valley. 6.45 with the pregame and 7 o'clock with the first pitch with the Jaguars in the Tigers. But earlier today, Jimmy B., Matt Campbell, yeah. he was talking with the media down in Frisco, Texas, and uh, talked a lot about his squad. We got that coming up here in just a moment, but expectations there there is bad mm-hmm. i'm gonna guess jimmy b as long as you've been here these are as big as iowa state football's had oh there's no question i mean absolutely no question look cyclone fans went crazy and rightfully so when they knocked off oklahoma state in that unbelievable game that night but this is a team and a fan base that now believes that they're going to win in the Big 12 this season, not just not just hopeful, Trent, mm-hmm. to get to maybe six wins and get a bowl invite. No, they expect to be over that number and go to a prominent bowl someplace. Look, I, I've I, as long as I've been uh, in the state, I don't ever remember Iowa State having this sort of mindset. And the way that it is right now. What about you? Obviously, you've been here your entire life. No, I, I can't remember anything quite like this. And and I'm compelled, Jimmy B. There there's an opportunity here. I'm not in love with any of the teams after Oklahoma. There there isn't a team mm-hmm. that I yep. look at that I think is surefire number two. I know a lot of people around the West Virginia train. Will Greer's a wonderful quarterback. That defense is bad though. And and you just you go through their other teams. There are plenty of warts out there. And what Campbell has been able to build, the guys that he has been able to bring into this program, and now the fan base behind him in the way that they are, I think the sky's the limit, Jimmy B. But let's get into it here. Matt Campbell earlier today from Big 12 Football Media Days. First and foremost, just extremely grateful and thankful to be here, um, represent Iowa State Athletics, our great university. And, you know, really fortunate to come with four great representatives from our university. Um, on the offensive side, David Montgomery, our junior running back, our senior quarterback, Kyle Kemp. On the defensive side, Brian Peavy, a senior a cornerback, and then our junior defensive lineman, Ray Lima. And you know, four anchors to the foundation of building Iowa State's football program, and really excited to have those four with me. You know, for, for ourselves, for myself, I was really anxious to watch the response of our football team coming back in January from some of the lessons we learned from a year ago. And for the last seven months, it's been really fun since January to where we are today to watch the leadership of our football team and the growth of our football program continue to grow in a real positive direction. I know like every coach here, we're really excited to get the 2018 football season underway, but uh, really proud of our football team. And certainly any questions you may have from my end, I look forward to answering. Okay, we'd like to remind you, if you would, when you ask your question, if you would stand and also give your name and your affiliation. We're ready to take questions. We'll take one on the outside. Brian, if you'll be first, and then we'll come over to the inside. Hey, Matt. Uh, Brian Baldinger for Fox Sports. Uh, I got two questions for you, Matt. One, um, despite only one returning offensive lineman coming back, you said at the end of spring that you thought for the first time you look like a real offensive line. So I wanted you to address that. And then addressing the loss of Tom Manning and what that's going to be like for you and and really Tom's future with Indianapolis. Sure. 
Um, first of all, the offensive line position. Uh, you know, Brian, one of the, the great challenges for our program in general to make a step forward has really been rebuilding that offensive line. You know, for the last two years, you, you know, we've had to really rebuild it from the ground up, and that's not a quick fix. Uh, one of the things that is neat for us is there are four guys that have started football games. You know, Bryce Meeker, who started eight games a year ago for us at right tackle. Josh Kniffel, who started all 13 games at right guard. Um, Julian Good-Jones, who started all 13 games at center, but gives us some position flexibility across the board. And then Sean Foster, who started about six games at, at left tackle and right tackle for us last year. So, you know, there are some guys that have actually played for us, which is really big. It's the first time since I've been there that we've got that many guys that have had experience and played. And I do think that's really big in the offensive line world is you got to play and you got to get that experience and you got to have some of those failures and some of those successes so you can grow. But um, I think there's a, that's a real positive for us, though I still think it's a great challenge. This group's got to prove itself, and they've got to be w willing to take the next step. You know, Coach Manning leaving was certainly, I, you know, kind of twofold. Number one, he played for me. Um, he's been a part of my coaching staff since I, you know, since I've been an offensive coordinator. So. Really proud to be honest with you was my my you know remark when he had the opportunity that came his way in Indianapolis. You know Tom is uh, a very bright young man. Uh, he's a coach that coaches his players with a lot of passion and energy, and so I think for Tom his future is as bright as it, as he wants it to be. In terms of what route does he want to do? Does he want to become a position coach in the National Football League? Does he ever want to be a head coach down the road? I think he's positioned to do any of those things. Um, from an Iowa State standpoint, we're really fortunate that, you know, number one, that my background has never veered too far away from the offensive line position, obviously. You know, that's where I was able to cut my teeth in coaching that. Um, had a very similar hire in terms of Jeff Myers as what we had when Tom Manning became the offensive line coach for us at Toledo promoting a graduate assistant to that position. You know, with Tom being the offensive coordinator, a lot of the day-to-day -day operation of our offensive line fell on Jeff's shoulders. Jeff played for us, was a three-year starter at the University of Toledo. And so he's, he's been there, he's done that. He knows what expectations I have and what expectations are laid on that offensive line position. And really, it's almost been a seamless transition that way. Um, so it was great to have a guy in-house that would, had the same core values and beliefs that I have of what that offensive line position should look like and feel like we've got two questions in the center we'll start first right go ahead hey matt jenny carlson with the oklahoman had a question about kyle the fact that he came in started uh midstream last year at ou was so successful what were the challenges for him to do that after so long not starting and what do you think allowed him to be so successful, not only then, but then throughout the rest of the season for y'all? Yeah, great question. You know, I think number one for Kyle, you're talking about a young man, four and a half years of college experience in three plays prior to that. San, San Jose State, the year before, he got a couple reps at the end of that game. And, you know, 
to be honest with you, in our society today, what, what young man, especially at the quarterback position, is going to wait that long till he actually gets an opportunity to prove himself? Um, I think that says everything that maybe we need to know about who Kyle is as a, as a person. And, you know, college football is about taking advantage of your opportunity whenever it comes. And usually that's what defines success um, for a student-athlete in his collegiate experience is when your opportunity comes, are you prepared to take advantage of it? And that's the one thing I've always admired about Kyle. And to be honest with you, it's the one thing that really gave myself and our staff confidence moving forward that Kyle always prepared as if he was the starting quarterback. His preparation in detail was elite. And I think that's what really allowed him to not only have success when he stepped in as the starter, but I th- certainly think it's what's allowed him to continue to have success through the, through the rest of last football season. Um, and I think that's also the reason for me that it was so exciting to be able to get Kyle to come back when he was announced that he was going to get a six-year, knowing that somebody that represented the game of the football the way Kyle does and how... I think trusted he was by his teammates because of the work ethic that he did that he doesn't embody. I think that was really huge for Iowa State football and certainly for our program going forward. Another question in the same location, Barry. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. Matt, going back to that game in Norman, uh, you guys won. It propelled you to a really good season, but we've got some perspective behind it. What what did that victory do for your overall program? Not just the perception from outside, but maybe the confidence and belief level inside you to go to a place like that and win. Uh, what would that do for the Cyclones? Well, you know, I, I, I said this about Iowa State football the last two years. Year one, we had to learn how to believe. What does real belief look like and feel like? And I think as you saw us in year one, you saw our kids really grow, but they started to believe that they could win. In year two, we had to learn how to win. And, you know, we, we learned that by obviously some, some successes in some football games that maybe we weren't picked to win. But you also saw it in some, some tough gut-wrenching losses that we had throughout the year as well. And I think, again, winning a game like we did against Oklahoma, it showed us and our kids that here's what it takes to be successful. These are what, you're have to, what we're going to have to do at, at Iowa State to be really successful. The little things, winning in the margins, that those are truisms. And if we continue to, to grow and to water those foundations, then we're going to have a chance to continue to have success. But if we don't, if ego starts to creep in and we think that we're just going to win because, you know, we're better than everybody, then it's going to be a really tough road to hoe. So I think really what it did is it showed us how to win and what it takes to win to be successful at Iowa State. And, you know, I give our kids a lot of credit because they've really bought into that. And I think they've really understand that if we're only going to push our program forward, it's going to take winning in the margins for us to be successful. All the way on the left-hand side in the rear. If you would, please be sure and stand up so Coach can see you. Hey, Coach. Kellis Robnett here with the Wichita Eagle and Kansas City Star. With the new rules about red shirts, how do you anticipate uh, viewing and just going about who you play, when you play, and taking advantage of the new rules? Yeah, you know, I think for me, I, I, core philosophy won't change. You know, I've always... I've always told young men that we've recruited, I'd rather play you too late than too early. Um, I don't want to put you in a position that, you know, would rob you of the opportunity to be successful when you're ready to be successful. And I, I do think that 
it is certainly a rule that helps a team, especially like our program, where you can develop these young guys in your program, and maybe you get to the months of November and late October when you need some of these capable bodies and guys that have proven that they're ready to play. Um, you can actually put them in the game and help your overall depth in your football team and your football program. So I, I do think that's really big for us. Um, we've put a lot of thought into that, how we'll continue to build our program and how we'll continue to develop those young guys early in their career. Um, but I, I know it's something that I, I think would have certainly helped us a year ago and certainly could be a, a deciding factor for us moving forward as well. Three quarters of the way back on the right-hand side. Hey, Coach, uh, Nick Kruger, Rivals.com. Uh, just based on the success that you had last season, what elements were you able to take out of that and kind of push that into your recruiting efforts this year? Are there things that you're showing kids that kind of help you out with that? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think the biggest thing in any coach in the country when they get to a new school, they're selling a vision. Like, that's the reality of it. And I think until there becomes some validity to the vision that they're selling, you're, you're just selling. And so I do think the one thing that's really helped us in our recruiting process now is that we can actually put some reality to this is who we are this is what we're trying to become and this is where we're trying to go with Iowa State football. And um, yeah, I think the thing I really love about our coaching staff is we really know what we're looking for in the recruiting process, what fits us, what fits our culture. And you know, to be able now to tell those young men, this is who we are and this is how we're going to get there. And this is where we're also trying to go. I think that's really helped us. So I think just the ability to give us some reality to what the vision of Iowa State football going forward is gonna look like. Got a question in the front, right? Hi, Jack William Rogers, Reddit CR, uh, CFB. Last week, Iowa State unveiled new uniforms for the 2018 season, and uh, how much mixing and matching will there be between the alternate black and the more traditional cardinal and white? Yeah, good question. It's been a hot topic in Ames. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the, the reality for us, and I, I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm probably not the biggest uniform guy out there, but I, I do know that we're really excited that, uh, you know, I think it's a really sleek new look. We'll, we'll definitely mix and match. We've always done that no matter what uniforms, you know, we've worn is trying to, you know, let our kids have a great input into what they look like and feel like on game day. I am a big proponent of that. Question on the aisle. Coach, Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Uh, you talk about the vision for Iowa State football. Now that you're here, you have the long-term extension you signed last year. What is the ceiling for this program? And, and have you looked at another non-traditional, non-blue blood program to try to model this Iowa State program off of? Sure. Um, you know, I... I one of my things that I love doing is studying this this great game. You know, I, I don't have a lot of hobbies, so my biggest hobby is football. And, you know, for me, I, I don't know what the ceiling is. I know what the next step looks like, and that's, that's to add consistency to, you know, a football program. If you want to be a real program, you have to have great consistency into who you are year in and year out. And I think that's the next step for our program and where we want to go and show that we can consistently, you know, become a winner in the Big 12 Conference. You know, I think for me, studying this sport, you know, Boise State, 
watching, you know, what Coach Peterson's done, certainly at Washington, you know, what Chip Kelly did out at Oregon. You know, I think those are some, there's certainly some great lessons in our sports on how to, certainly how they've rebuilt Clemson's football program. There's been some really great, I think, lessons learned for young coaches out there if you're willing to go learn and, and see how successful coaches have built cultures and started to sustain success at maybe, like you said, maybe some not traditional powers. We have time for one more question, Bryce. Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib. Matt, uh, you have one of the best running backs in the conference back in, in David Montgomery. Uh, a guy, he didn't have a lot of offers, I guess, coming out of high school. Um, did you know about him from your Ohio connections? And has he even maybe exceeded your expectations? Yeah, you know, there was a great story to that. David, he did have Toledo as an offer. And then, uh, you know, he, you know, obviously when we got to Iowa State, he was one of the first names that we put on the board when we got there about, you know, number one, are we going to take a running back? And then number two, here's a guy that not only from a positional need, but stands for what we're looking for to build our football program around. You know, David, my favorite stories at Toledo is we already had two running backs that were committed, but we found out about David at a senior evaluation camp uh, going into his senior year. We actually went down to Cincinnati, Ohio. We traveled. We're there, and he literally is still to this day one of the best camps I've ever seen a running back ever have. And, you know, at that time, we didn't have a scholarship available for a running back, but I told him, I said, we're coming back for you. Um, I didn't know that I'd be coming back from Ames, Iowa for him, but uh, I'm certainly glad that he trusted us enough that, uh, you know, he wanted to be a part of that. And number two, that we were smart enough to go back and, and get David. But, uh, you know, has he exceeded my expectations? I, I don't think so. I think the greatest thing about David is who he is as a worker, what he is in terms of work ethic, attitude, commitment to be the best version of himself. That's never wavered. And so really nothing has surprised me of why he's been able to have great success. And, and I still think great things are to come from David Montgomery. So there you go. Matt Campbell, man, oh man, you can just tell. Uh, he's fired up. He believes his team is, is ready to go. Look, at this time of the year, Trent, we all believe that mm -hmm. your team is ready to go. Coaches, even if even if you're the coach of Kansas, yeah, we're ready to go. David no. Beatty was very excited about his squad today. <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah. Look, this is, this is, this is big-time stuff for Iowa State. Because as we mentioned in our beginning remarks prior to letting everybody listen in then to the Matt Campbell conversation, they believe. I mean, they believe that they're going to be in the hunt. Now, will they be there with Oklahoma? Maybe, maybe not. But I think what you said earlier about there's no other team that really blows your doors off in Ooh. this conference, and that leaves the door wide open for Iowa State. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, big expectation season. Those are always good things happening here in the state. Coming back, kicking off the 5 o'clock hour. We got Wolfgang here with you. We'll make some picks on the home run derby, Jimmy B. Do a little studying. We'll get you set up coming up on the other side. Taking you up until 6 o'clock, it's Jimmy B and TC.